Welcome to Talks with Tea Time podcast. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the best sport podcast in the world. Thank you, Siri. That's right. You heard it right. We're back and we're better than ever. Welcome to Talks with Tea Time podcast, where we talk completely sports football, basketball, baseball, whatever you want to hear. We're here and we're ready to give you the best entertainment of your life. So sit back and relax for the next 45 minutes. Welcome to Talks with T-Time, the podcast. What is up, you guys? It's your boy, Tony T-Time West, back in again with another episode of Talks with T-Time, the podcast, man. Season 7, episode 7, man. Man, if you haven't already, go ahead and follow me at Talks with T-Time, the podcast on IG. And then follow us as well on Twitter at Talks with T-Time, P as in Paul, 1. If you haven't already, and if this is your first time listening to the podcast, go ahead and give us a five-star rating, man. Go ahead and give us a thumbs up. And share this on your IG page, Twitter page, whatever, man. Appreciate you guys. Love and support. Man, oh man, oh man. I know y'all wondering where I've been the last few weeks. I was really trying to wait until this free agency period turned down, but it ain't turned down yet. Man, we got so much to jump into today, man. I mean, this podcast is going to be really NFL heavy. I mean, we have a ton to cover. Last time we was on this podcast, Tom Brady wasn't back yet, I don't think. Deshaun Watson was a Houston Texan. Tariq Hill was a Kansas City Chief. Devontae Adams was a, like, we got so much to do, bro. Like, it's so much to cover tonight, man. It don't make any sense, bro. We got a lot to freaking cover, bro. Um, We'll talk a little bit of March Madness a little bit. Uh, not much, though. Like I said, this is going to be a really heavy, heavy NFL-based day, man. But I'm just glad to be back on another episode of Talks Tea Time, the podcast, man. Once again, if you haven't already, go ahead and show us that love. And like I said, share this, man. I appreciate you guys' love and support as well. Woo! We got a lot to get into, y'all, because... I mean, there's so many NFL headlines right now. I like I don't know where to start. Like that like have you ever just had so much to do at work and you're like, okay, where do I start? Like, say you went on a vacation for like five days off work the whole week. You come back to work and you like, okay, where do I start? I got so much crap to do. That's how I feel about this whole thing right now. There is so much stuff to do. Um, like I said, this is gonna be a really heavy heavy NFL day. We're just going to kind of jump around and jump everywhere as well. Um, it's been crazy, bro. It, it's it's really been crazy. It's a lot going on right now. And yeah, man, it's just, it's just a lot going on right now at this moment, bro. Um, you know, so we're going to go ahead and go live on Instagram as well as we're recording. And let's go ahead and jump into probably the biggest news of today. I mean, we're just talking about today. Um, Tariq Hill is no longer a Kansas City Chief. He is now a Miami Dolphin. Let's talk about that a little bit because that's insane. The Kansas City Chiefs, they get an extra first round pick and they got a few, like I think they got a second round pick as well and then a few other late picks for next year. 
um, in this year as well. Um, five picks in total for Tariq Hill, one of the best wide receivers in the game. Um, it's insane. It's really insane. Uh, apparently, the Kansas City Chiefs were willing to offer him basically whatever he wanted. And basically, he said, screw y'all. I don't care. Um, so, you know, when you're looking at it like that, this situation with Kansas City, I, I think there's more. I, I, I really do. I think there's something else going on that may have not got, you know, addressed. Um, but there's something else going on in that whole situation. There's no way Tariq Hill leaves the best quarterback in the NFL to go play with Tua. Like I, there's something else got to be going on there. Um, and time will tell. You know, some more stuff will come out. But he's no longer a Kansas City Chief. Let's go over to Freakman Watson. Freakman Watson is now a Cleveland Brown. Um, three first-round picks, as we already expected. I think two third-round picks, if I'm not mistaken, and a couple other picks. No players given in this deal, so this is a big win for the, the Browns in that retrospect. There was no players traded, and everybody always believed they were only a quarterback away. So getting Deshaun Watson definitely puts you in a better space. Um, You know, obviously, man, I think Deshaun Watson – when healthy and when available, is a top seven quarterback. I, I really do live by that. I'm not just saying that because I'm a Clemson fan, but that's just the facts. He's a top seven quarterback, whether you like it or not. Um, you know, and I think adding him to that team, strictly football reasons, I'm not going to get into the off the field stuff, but strictly football reasons, he is one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and he obviously made the Browns better. Baker Mayfield wants out, and his like market is trash. Nobody wants him. The Panthers even turned him down. Like, it, it's getting disgusting for Baker. Like, he might actually, like, get cut before actually getting traded because nobody wants him. Nobody wants him. Literally, nobody wants him. He, his market is so bad, the Browns are almost willing to just cut bait, pay the $18.8 million, and tell him to go somewhere else. That's how bad, like, Baker Mayfield's market is right now. That's what you get when you think you're that good and you're really not. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a big fan of Baker, but I do feel like he's kind of getting some bad treatment as well. Like, I mean, Baker's not great, but he ain't this bad. Like, man, they got him down there like he's Sam Darnold bad, and I think he's a tad bit better than Sam Darnold. You know what I'm saying? Like, but at least I've seen Baker Mayfield be good in the NFL. I've never seen Sam Darnold ever be good in the NFL. Same with Daniel Jones. I've never seen him be good in the NFL at all. Like, you know, those are quarterbacks I've never seen be really good at any point of their careers in the NFL. Um, so, yeah, that happened. Matt Ryan is no longer an Atlanta Falcon. He is now a Colts. He's a Indianapolis Colt, and, you know, they gave him up pretty much for a bag of chips. They gave him up for a third-round pick, and that's it. Um, best quarterback in, you know, Atlanta Falcons history. They gave him up for a third-round pick. So, that happened. It's just so much going on right now, man. It's it's really ridiculous. Like, it's so much going on right now. I'm scared I'm going to miss something. Oh, I don't know if I brought this up last time, but Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz is no longer a, you know, Indianapolis Colt. He is now with the Commanders. I don't know if I brought that up last time, but if I didn't, I'm bringing it up now. So, it's just so much going on in NFL right now. Devontae Adams. Literally signed the biggest contract in quarterback history, I mean, wide receiver history. And then today, Tariq Hill upped that and even more. Um, so now, Tariq Hill is the highest paid and guaranteed money in NFL history. Um, Devontae Adams goes back to, uh, you know, the West Coast and teams up with, you know, his former college 
you know, roommate and a, you know, former teammate, Derek Carr. Um, so that's going to be interesting as well to see how that plays out because Derek Carr is, you know, like I said, one of the best, you know, kind of one of the best underrated quarterbacks, I feel like, in the league. Derek Carr easily is a top 12 or 13 quarterback, but he doesn't really get the recognition that he probably deserves for that. And the fact that, and I know I'm doing a lot of rambling right now, but the fact that, like, Devontae Adams didn't say anything about Aaron Rodgers, like, I don't know, something ain't right. Because apparently Aaron Rodgers knew Devontae Adams wasn't coming back before he signed his contract. So something ain't right there either. Um, but the NFL is absolutely nuts. It's, it's so much going on right now. I'm just trying to even think of, like, free agent signings. I can't even think of any because it's just the trades have been absolutely absurd. Like, it's been ridiculous. Like, I'm like, man, what in the world? How did that happen? Oh, Amari Cooper, he got released, and he's now with the Browns since the last time we spoke. I mean, it's just a lot going on, man. Um, I do want to kind of elaborate on the Deshaun Watson uh, thing, watch, or whatever we want to call it last week. That was really fun to be able to kind of watch, especially with NFC South teams being involved and me being a Carolina Panthers fan. It was really kind of fun to kind of – it was almost like watching LeBron James choose his team back in 2010 again. Like, even though I don't think Deshaun's to that level, it was kind of cool to see, you know, everybody kind of going back and forth and stuff like that about who he should choose and all that. And the I think the funniest thing of this whole factor is the way he did the Falcons. Like, he did the Falcons dirty. He let them on, let them on, let them on all the way. Like, have you ever, like, and this is getting a little bit off topic a little bit, but have you ever had a girl, basically a rebound chick, once you break up with your main chick, you go to the rebound chick and you hitting off, you feel me, y'all spending time together, woo but in the back of your head, you know, I'm really just doing this to really get myself back you know what I'm saying? Possibly get my ex-girlfriend back, make her jealous. That's what the Falcons were. They they were the rebound chick in this situation. Because he spawned them boys on, and he went to go get the bag in Cleveland. You feel me? I mean, Atlanta was bringing a little baby out, Migos out, uh, Trey Young. They, they got all of them texting his phone. Atlanta was ready to roll the red carpet. And they was playing the big party in, in, in downtown and everything for Deshaun Watson to come home. And he still said no. Like, he he literally, <laughs> it's actually pretty funny. Like, he led them completely on. Because, you know, last week around this time, we were thinking pretty much Deshaun Watson's going to be a Falcon. And then he just, Cleveland Browns kicked back and said, hey, bro, we'll give you the bag. He took it. You know, what was it, $230 million guarantee? You can't knock that, brother. You can't. I mean, I, I can't even. I wouldn't even turn that down. I would move to Cleveland, Ohio for $230 million guarantee. Shoot. And I don't even like Cleveland. Um, but, yeah, man, I think, you know, the Falcons, I still think the Falcons fan base shouldn't be that mad because now I think you can go into a complete rebuild now. Like, you don't have Matt Ryan. You got Marcus Mariota. You're probably only winning two or three games this year at best. You're going to get Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud and build from there. I think that's the best choice for the Falcons at this point. And I think that's what they're going to do. That's what the Panthers should have did in 2020. But that's another discussion for another day. Um, But I think the Falcons are going to rebuild completely. And I think it's smart at this point because next year they have like a hundred plus million in cap space that they can just spend, do whatever you want with. Um, So that's going to be big. It's going to play a big role in what they're doing. Um, So, yeah, I mean, that's basically it on the whole, you know, 
Deshaun Watson factor. But yeah, that that whole thing was crazy. I'm trying to think of any other good free agent signings that were. Oh, Hassan Reddick, shout out to him. He's getting to go to Philadelphia. Good for him. Um, really excited for him. Um, he gets to go back home and stuff like that. That was a big sign. I'm like it's like I said, y'all. It's been so many trades and stuff. The signings have kind of gotten put in the back of my head. I'm gonna be honest with you because there's so many crazy trades. Like I've never seen anything like this in the NFL ever. Um, you know, it's just it's just been crazy. It's been a crazy offseason. Oh, Ace just brought it up on here. He said Von Miller to the Bills. I forgot about that. Von Miller is heading to the Bills with a crazy bag. He's going to be 40 years old, still getting like 18 a year. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, I've never, never seen anything like that. I mean, that's absolutely insane. Um, So, shout out to me. Shout out to Von Miller. He got two rings now. You know, he was a vital factor into the the Rams getting to the Super Bowl last year. I mean, well-deserved. You know what I'm saying? He got a really big bag, and and shout out to him. You know, I forgot about. See, that's how much stuff has happened. I forgot Von Miller got moved to the to the to the Buffalo Bills. Like that's how crazy stuff has been. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's a bag, man. I'm not gonna mad, be mad at anybody, you know, getting a, that type of bag. But you know, the NFL has been absolutely insane, and I'm telling y'all. I don't think it's gonna get any. I think it's gonna be like this from now on because you gotta think about it. They're recovering from COVID. The salary cap is going to continue to go up every single year because the NFL is the daddy of them all. So the, the salary cap is going to continue to go up. That's just that. They're going to continue to go up. I don't see the NFL stopping this crazy movement like this, like the NBA. I don't see it stopping anytime soon. Like I honestly feel like next year you might see a Lamar Jackson trade if he don't get signed. You might see a Kyler Murray move if he don't get signed. You might see if Dak Prescott underperforms, he – you know what I'm saying? You might see this type of stuff going on for now on, really. I think this could be the new norm. Anytime a player is like, hey, I want to get up out of here, boom, get up out of here. Look at the look at the Tariq Hill situation. Tariq Hill was about to sign a bag at the Chiefs. He said, no, I don't, don't want to be here no more. I don't want a Super Bowl here. I'm good. I want to leave. That's how easy it is and really I'm going to say like even like four or five years ago, it wasn't that easy for NFL player players to just say, oh, I'm gone. They started to get like the NBA now. It wasn't like that. I would say three years ago, it wasn't like that. It didn't get like that really until like last year, the COVID year. That's when it started, you know what I'm saying, getting like that. But I think nowadays guys are going to be able to just be like, hey, I don't want to be here. I don't want to live here anymore. Move to the next. I think that's what Devontae Adams did. Who's going to argue we're going to live in Vegas against Green Bay, Wisconsin, in the middle of the cold? And he's going to be the highest paid wide receiver. Well, second highest paid now. But highest paid wide receiver. Nobody's going to argue that. Take Get, get my money. Let's go to LA, uh, Las Vegas. Oh, Allen Robinson. He's with the LA Rams. I forgot to bring that up too as well. But yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, that's really it. So I don't blame any of these guys getting a bag and dipping to wherever they want to go. Cause that's really what's happening at this time. Um, but yeah, that's that's that, man. It's it's been crazy. It's been, you know, wild and insane. And like I said, man, it's been crazy, bro. This has definitely been the craziest offseason yet. And the crazy thing is, it still ain't over. Tyron Matthews hasn't signed yet. Stefan Gilmore hasn't signed yet. There's still some very, very good players out there right now that have not signed. So this can only this is this is not really over. I think the bulk of the craziness 
it's, you know, for the most part over. Um, but, you know, it's still a little bit left. Um, I mean, like I said, nowadays guys are like, hey, I want out, I want out. Who's to say Kyler Murray two days before the draft ain't like, hey, yo, me and Cardinals done fell out again, I'm out. Who's to say that doesn't happen? It very well could. You never know. So, biggest biggest winners of the offseason. Let me address that, and then we'll kind of go on to, you know, talk about some other stuff in the NFL. But the biggest winners to me, in my pers- personal opinion, I think, I feel like you obviously kind of got to say the Browns. They got better at the quarterback position, and that was really the only place they were really lacking. If they can get an OBJ back, which is talked about, and Jarvis Landry back, which has been talked about, if they can get them two back on the books, I mean, anything is possible for them. I really do think, you know, let's say Deshaun only gets four or six games. Let's say Baker can't get moved. Let's say they like, look, Baker, you're going to be unemployed or either you're going to ride with us. Let's say Baker gets you to three and three and three and Deshaun comes back. I mean, anything's possible at that point. You know what I'm saying? We don't know how long Deshaun Watson's suspension is going to be. I'm predicting six games. I think that's what it's probably going to be because that's, I think, what they gave Big Rape as well. Um, they gave him the same thing. So, And if y'all don't know who I'm talking about, I'm talking about Big Ben. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what I think about it. Um, so, like I said, I think they, they are – and they didn't have to give, give up any players. Um, so I think they're a big winner of free agency, honestly. I would say the Jaguars, but that daggone Christian Kirk contract they gave us. Hey, once again, I'm not against any black brother getting paid, but that Christian uh that Christian Kirk contract they gave was nasty work. Like that that was not it. Like that thing was nasty. Um I would have said them, but I'm not I can't I can't I can't get them that. That Christian that Christian Kurt thing was ugly. They made that man a high-paid wide receiver, and he a wide receiver three. That is ridiculous. Um, but anyway, yeah. Um, you know, it's a couple of – I mean, honestly, the Carolina Panthers, they did really good at free agency. They signed some really good guys. Bozeman on the line. Um, they've really beefed up the line. Corbett from the Rams just won a Super Bowl on the line. Like, they did a really good job beefing up a place where they needed help a lot, and that's O-line. O-line, dang near, Panthers add like one or two more pieces. O-line might be the strength of the team. On, on God, like, if the Panthers decide to go get like a left tackle or something like that in the draft, they O-line. Say they go get Ike Aquanu, bring him back to Charlotte where he's from. Um, You know, go get an Evan Neal in the draft. Not going to lie, man, now one of your weakest spots on your team is your strongest spot now. So, we'll see how that plays out. But, uh, yeah, man, I mean, I think the Panthers have did a good job, too, in free agency. I think they have did a really good job being able to just, you know, really hone in on what they need to get. Losers of the free agency, and I'll make this quick, obviously the Falcons, but I think they could turn out to be winners when it's all said and done because I don't think the Falcons win more than three games this year. If y'all want to put a bet on it, I, I, I'd put a bet on it. I don't think the Falcons win more than three games this year. I think they literally might go 3-14. and 14. They're going to be historically bad this year. They're going to be bad. I hate to tell y'all Falcons fans, y'all got a long way. It's going to be rough probably for the next two years. It's going to be rough selling for y'all, maybe even three. But I know for the next two years for sure, it's going to be rough selling. So, 
in my personal opinion, I, I can only see them winning two or three games, bro. That's just my personal opinion. Now, you know, if you haven't already, go ahead, give us a thumbs up on the podcast. If it's your first time listening, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Also, as well, follow us on Instagram at Toss Tea Time Podcast. And then on Twitter, it's going to be Toss with Tea Time Paul P1. So, that's that. When we get back, let's jump into what do all these moves mean for the NFL. Let's talk about some of the AFC teams, how deep are they, and what are the chances that an NFC team even has a chance of winning the Super Bowl this year? Because I think the road to the to Super Bowl is going through the AFC. When we get back, we'll jump into that. What is up, you guys? It's your boy, Tony T-Time West, back again with another segment of Talks with T-Time, the podcast. If you haven't already, go ahead and give us a subscribe and a five-star rating, man. I appreciate your love and support. Then follow us on Instagram at Talks with T-Time Podcast, and then on Twitter at Talks with T-Time P1. Appreciate you guys' love and support. Man, let's go ahead and jump back into the NFL craziness a little bit, man. So... Once again, before we even start this conversation, all of this is just on paper. We don't really know how good these guys are going to be together. Let me say that first. But I just want to go through the NFC and the AFC at this point. And in my opinion, as of right now, and we obviously know there won't be this many playoff teams, but on paper I see about 11 possible playoff teams. In the AFC, where in the NFC, well, let me not, well, let me rephrase that. I see about 11 really good, really, really good, good teams. In the NFC, I see about four. I see about four teams that are really like a, a possible threat to win the Super Bowl. To where in the AFC, we know this obviously won't happen because they'll beat each other up, but. I mean, I see about 11 teams that could be possible Super Bowl contenders in the AFC. Honestly. I really do. Like, I'm being honest, bro. So, let's go through it. Let's go through the NFC first. Green Bay, who's actually gotten weaker at this point. He's We've, he's gotten, we've gotten weaker with no... They've gotten weaker without any Devontae Adams. So, they've even took a step back. Tampa Bay, they've lost a little bit on, on the O-line for the most part. But they'll, they'll still be a pretty good team. The L.A. Rams pretty much bringing everybody back. You could argue with Allen Robinson. You know, they traded Robert Woods. But you could argue Allen Robinson, Robin, uh, uh, Robert Woods, kind of same ballpark. You know what I'm saying? So you could argue that. They're in the pretty much same predicament. The San Francisco 49ers. As of right now, <laughs> because like I just told y'all, there's not much of a market for Jimmy G either. Baker Mayfield and Jimmy G might be sitting put for a while. Um, ah, their defense is so good, and, and they have weapons on offense. 
the 49ers are literally a quarterback away. And that's what's so frustrating about them is because if Trey Lance is that quarterback, they become a contender. Now, Dallas, let's go to them. Dallas loses Amari Cooper, which you could argue he was going to be wide receiver number two anyway because C.D. Lamb was elevated and they re-signed um, Gallup. Excuse me, Michael Gallup. They re-signed him. Once again, Dallas is going to win 12 games off the strength of the NFC East. The NFC East is bad, bro. The Giants suck. The Eagles, when they was in the playoffs last year, they looked like they ain't even supposed to be there, bro. Let's be real. You could tell they was not supposed to be at the party. And the, and the Washington Commanders are really not much better. That's six wins for a talented Cowboys team every single year. The Cowboys are frauds, bro. They're not, they're, they're, they're frauds. They're frauds, bro. I'm just going to call it. They, they're not really a, a Super Bowl contender in my eyes. Let's go to the Cardinals. Similar stuff. The Cardinals, they're like, you remember when the Houston Rockets a couple years ago used to be so good in the, in the, in the regular season? And then when they got to the Super, uh, like to the, the playoffs, the NBA playoffs, they would flop on their face. That's kind of what the, the, the Arizona Cardinals remind me of. The Houston Rockets around that 18, 17, 19, 2020 area. That's what they remind me of. A team that in the regular season, they look great, and then they flop down the stretch. I don't take the Arizona Cardinals serious either. The Philadelphia Eagles. That 9-8 record for them last year is really, it's not that impressive. I think they... I think Nick Sirianna did a great job with them. Don't get me wrong. I bragged about them before on this podcast. I do think he did a good job, but I don't think the Eagles are a playoff team, to be completely honest with you. And I think we've seen that when they played against the Bucs. I, I honestly think we've seen that. Then you have the New Orleans Saints. Now, the New Orleans Saints do give me a vibe like they are possibly – a contender because that defense is so special and they have a really good O-line, but also as well, quarterback, y'all believe in Jameis a little bit too much for me, and I'm like, I, Jameis Winston doesn't move me, bro. He doesn't move me as much as he's moving y'all, and that's just me being completely honest. Jameis Winston doesn't move me as much. Now, Let's go on down the list. Minnesota, new coach, new coordinator. That ain't going to move me. New everything basically there. Not moving me. Washington, I just told you, not moving me. Seattle is about to be a tank show. They're about to be just about as bad as the Falcons. They might have the number one or two pick next year as well. They're going to be bad. The Falcons, we just talked about them last period. Bad. The Chicago Bears, now this is a team that maybe can take a step forward this year. New coach and everything, though, but I still think they maybe can take a step forward this year. The Panthers, my own team, I think the Panthers are probably going to be another, I'm going to say it, probably five or six wins this year. Same ballpark they've been in the last couple of years. I don't see them being any better than really like 7-10 and 10 at best. Once again, not a factor. The Giants and the Detroit Lions speak for themselves. We know neither one of them are going to be factors. Let's be honest here. I like the way Detroit fights for their coach and all that, but they're not going to be a real factor. Now, let's go to the AFC. So, I really just named for y'all in the NFC, we're going to say Green Bay is going to be a contender. 
Tampa Bay is going to be a contender. The Rams are going to be a contender. And the 49ers are going to be good. That's four teams. Everybody else on that list, I call the fraud, basically. Now, let's go over to the AFC. You got Tennessee. Now they go get Robert Woods to replace Julio Jones, who also is a free agent right now. I completely forgot about that. Um, but they go get, you know what I'm saying, Robert Woods to be wide receiver number two behind A.J. Brown. Very good pickup. I think they'll be better this year. Now the Chiefs. The Chiefs. Don't get me wrong. I still think the Chiefs are going to be legit because they have the best quarterback in the game. But I honestly think they're going to take a fall back, bro. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know if the Chiefs make the playoffs this year. I know that sounds crazy, and we're going to jump into it into a few minutes because of their division. They might be the worst team in their division right now. I'm going to be honest with you. At this exact moment, they might be the worst team in their division. I know that sounds crazy just because one or two players have dipped out, but I'm telling you, the fact that Tariq Hill, one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, has dipped out, and then Tyron Matthews, one of the best safeties, if not the best safety in the league, has dipped out on them. That's not, I don't know, man. I don't know if they can overcome that. I'm going to be honest with you. The Buffalo Bills, to me right now, are probably the best team in the AFC, in my opinion. I've already named you three teams in the AFC that's going to be true contenders. Cincinnati. <laughs> I talked about this on TikTok. If you haven't already followed me on TikTok at Talks Tea Time Podcast, we got like almost 11,000 followers over there, by the way. So shout out to everybody over there. Um... The Bengals, I think, are the biggest losers of this free agency, and I'm going to tell you why. They did get better on the O-line. I, I, they got Lyle Collins. They really did. They got uh, the guy from the, the Buccaneers right now. His name is escaping me. Alex Mappa. They got him, too, as well. But I just feel like their defense played head above heels last year, and I don't think they'll do that again. I'm going to be honest with you. I will be surprised. I won't be surprised if the Bengals don't make the playoffs this, next year. I won't. So I'll call them my first fraud. The Bengals are the first fraud. The Raiders have gotten better. The Raiders have now got a legit weapon in Devontae Adams who already has chemistry with Derek, uh, with Derek Carr. They have a good young running back in Josh Jacobs, and that defense has always been pretty stout. They just signed Max Crosby, and then also as well they just picked up, um, what's my guy name from the Cardinals, Chandler Jones. That pass rush is going to be crazy. I think the Las Vegas Raiders are a real contender. The New England Patriots, let's go to them next. I ain't going to lie. This might be a year the Patriots don't see the playoffs, bro. I'm going to keep it real with you. Because to me, they really didn't do nothing in free agency to get better. Out of anything, they probably stayed the same. Which in the NFL, when you stay the same, you got worse, pretty much. You've gotten worse. So I'm going to call out the second fraud in the AFC, which is probably the New England, uh, the New England Patriots. Now, let's go to the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers. You can make an argument. Depending on who they draft in the, in, in the draft. Now, this all this stuff could change depending on who's drafting the draft. But as of right now, they've gotten... They've stayed the same. I'll say that because I don't think Mr. Bisky is much worse than what Ben Roethlisberger was these last couple years. So, for the most part, Pittsburgh, same the same. They stayed the same, pretty much. Now, let's go to the Colts. To me, in my opinion, the Colts have gotten better today. They have Matt Ryan, who is better than Carson Wentz at this point of the, his career. I think he is. Um, and they've basically kept everybody else pretty much intact. 
but they've gotten better at one of the most important positions in the NFL, which is quarterback. So let's add them to another team as a contender. So I already have like five teams as contenders in the AFC. Let's go to Miami. Obviously, they've gotten better. The only problem with them, they've gotten Terrell Armstead, one of the best left tackles in the game. They added him to their team, five-year deal. They added Tariq Hill, four-year deal. So they're, they're adding some guys that are legit threats right now. The defense could use a little bit of improving, I think. But I can see this team winning a ten, being a 10-win team, bro. I, I'm going to put them in the contender, Al. Or uh, let me say this. Depending on Tua, I'm going to put them in the playoff, Al, for sure. I think they can make it to the playoffs, honestly. Let's go down to the Chargers, who I think have had one of the best off-seasons of all time. They go and re-sign Mike Williams. They got criticized for that, but I thought that was a good contract, and I'm not just saying that because I'm a Clemson fan. I thought that was a good contract for a very good wide receiver number two. And then also as well, they go get Khalil Mack. Now that pass rush is going to be insane. The Chargers are a real threat to be a 12-5 a, a, a and five team this year. Real threat, seriously. Especially if Justin Herbert takes that next step, they are contender to me. Let's go to Freak Boy Watson in Cleveland. Freak Boy Watson in Cleveland, like I said, off the field, I'm not talking about that stuff. On the field, that guy's a top seven quarterback. They got better. They got better, bro. Especially if they bring Jarvis and Odell back. They've gotten better, bro. They've gotten better. That defense is already stout. You got Denzel Ward, one of the best young corners in the game. Joker, one of the best young outside linebackers in the game. And I told y'all this during the draft period last year that he was going to be a, a, a stud and people didn't believe me. And now they have Garrett Wilson, uh, uh, Garrett, not Garrett Wilson, excuse me, Get, uh, Miles Garrett, and also as well Jadavion Clowney coming back for another year. The Browns are a true contender, y'all. I'm, I, 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 that's another team in the AFC I'm putting in contender. Baltimore contender. I don't care what y'all say. Baltimore always finds a way. Last year they were just hurt. They were hurt up last year, and they still went 8-9. and nine. Whole team about hurt, even Lamar Jackson. They still found the way to win two or three games with Tyler Huntley and basically a bunch of scrubbinos out there. The Ravens are for real, bro. They're going to find a way to be good. That's a good organization. They always find a way to be in the mix. Denver. Denver got way better. Teddy Bridgewater is gone. Russell Wilson is in. Russell Wilson, he gets a bad rep. He's still a top four quarterback when healthy. Well, let's say five now because Tom Brady back. Top five quarterback when healthy. You can argue top four. I think he's top four probably. Their defense is already pretty good. Bradley Chubb, we want to see him get over those injuries, obviously. You got P2, had a great rookie year. And also as well, Justin Simmons, one of the best safeties in the game. Defense is legit on every single level. Wide receivers, I'm not a big believer in Cortland Sutton. Y'all know this, but Jerry, Judy, and them boys, I believe in them. I'm not going to lie. Javante Williams had a great rookie year with the Broncos. Can he build on that? I think so. I'm telling y'all now, Denver is a contender. That's eight teams I've named that are contenders. 
Eight or nine. That might have been. So we had, and in the New York Jets, Houston, and Jacksonville, I don't think neither, none of those will be factors. Um, so we had Denver, Baltimore, Cleveland, L.A., possibly Miami, Indianapolis Colts, Las Vegas, Buffalo. I'm, I'm still going to put the Chiefs in there. I think they barely make the playoffs, though, I'm going to be honest, if, if they even make it. And that's 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 ten teams in the Tennessee Titans. Now let's talk about this chief angle for a little bit, and then we're gonna move on to some college basketball talk and end off the podcast. When we're looking at that AFC West, there are gonna be straight wars in the AFC West, like just straight wars. I mean wars, bro. Every weekend is gonna be a war in that division. I think as of right now, on paper, let me say that again, on paper, I think the Chargers are the best team in that division right now, at the moment. At the moment, the Chargers are the best team in that division right now. Secondly, I would probably say, I would probably say, like, low-key, the Raiders. Not going to lie. I'm probably going to say the Raiders are number two right now because they've gotten better at every place they were lacking. They've gotten better. I'm going to say the Broncos are a close third. And right now, I'm going to say the Chiefs are the least talented team right now. I know that sounds crazy, but I think they're the least talented team right now in the AFC West. And But with that seventh playoff spot, there is a way that all four teams in that division can get in. Somebody did it mathematically on Twitter. I don't, I can't, I'm not bringing it up. I don't feel like going to find the tweet. But somebody did it how mathematically. All four of those teams can get in the playoffs. So we'll see. We might get our first all four teams in the division in there. I don't think it happens because they're going to beat up each other. So I don't think it happens, but somebody did a mathematical equation. And if y'all can find a tweet, y'all let me know. They did a mathematical equation how all four teams in the AFC West can get in the champion and get into the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if it's possible or not, but... Once again, that's that. So, that's pretty much that, man, on the NFL. It's absolutely insane right now. It's crazy. It's really wild. But NFL in 2022 is going to be exciting. I can at least say that. It's like we're playing Madden right now. It's like these GMs are playing Madden right now, the way they're moving contracts and moving players. When we get back, we're going to jump into some college basketball. Let's talk about Duke. Let's talk about Carolina. Let's talk about all of them when we get back. What is up, you guys? Your boy T. Tom West back at it again with another segment of Talks T. Time, the podcast, man. Appreciate you guys' love and support, man. Back at it again, man. Listen, if you haven't already, go ahead and follow us at Talks T. Time, the podcast on IG. And then follow us on Twitter at Talks with T. Time, P as in Paul, one. Woo! Let's go ahead and jump into it, man. Let's go ahead and jump into... The best time of year, I always say this, the best sports day of the year is that first 
Thursday and Friday of March Madness. I've always said that. And it definitely delivered, for sure. It definitely delivered. So, let's go over some of the shocking events that took place during that time. And some of the, like, kind of upsets we've seen. Every year we see a 5-12 upset. So, this is not really that surprising. New Mexico State knocked off uh, UConn first, you know, first day of the tournament, 70-63. That was a big one. Also, as well, we've seen a 6-11 loss. Alabama loses to Notre Dame, but I think Notre Dame is kind of misled. They've been a really good team in the ACC. I know the ACC is down this year, but they have been a pretty good team in the ACC all year. And even them getting in a, a, as an 11th seed, um, you know, I, I think it was kind of a little bit misleading, to be honest with you, because like I just said, they've been pretty good. Um, you know, all year for the most part, they've been like at least in the SEC. Let me say, I mean, in the ACC, let me at least say that. Um, also, as well, um, we just had a lot of close games, we had a lot of dog fights like Illinois and Chattanooga dog fight, like that was a 4 13 seed matchup, and it was an absolute dog fight, bro. Like, we had a lot of dog fights. Um, Iowa losing to Richmond, another 5-12 and 12 seed, a 5 seed in Iowa losing to Richmond. Um, we had a lot of that going on. Providence was in a dogfight with South Dakota State for a long time. Iowa State knocked off number 6 seed LSU. Um, it was just a lot of upsets going on. Wisconsin was on the ropes against Colgate. I mean, it, it was a dogfight. I mean, it really was. It was really a dogfight. I know I'm missing Kentucky lost to somebody. St. Peter's, thank you. I knew it was somebody. Kentucky lost to St. Peter's on the first day of the tournament, bro. Like, St. Peter's right now is in the, we're going to talk about them a little bit in a few seconds. They're in the Sweet 16 right now. So, let's talk about, you know, who's in the Sweet 16 right now. We've kind of, y'all pretty much already know who's been upset and all that good stuff. I mean, I feel like that's been, you know, pretty well covered. So right now, in Sweet 16, when y'all hear this, it'll be coming on today, but for me, tomorrow. So we have Gonzaga and Arkansas playing. We have Duke and Texas Tech, which I think is going to be a really physical game tomorrow night. Um, we have UCLA against North Carolina. We have Purdue going up against the Cinderella's of the whole thing right now, St. Peter's. We have Arizona going up against Houston. Michigan is still rolling right now. Um you know, they knocked out Tennessee. That was a big win for that program and a big win for Jawan Howard. They're going up against Villanova tomorrow. And then we have Kansas versus Providence. And then Iowa State versus Miami with Auburn and also as well Wisconsin being gone. Um, so let's talk about Let's talk about St. Peter's a little bit. And I want to talk about the Cinderella. I love Cinderella stories. I love, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love the Cinderella team every year. But this St. Peter's team to me is different. This St. Peter's team, you know what it seems like to me? <clears throat> this St. Peter's team is a team that straight up is a bunch of hoopers. They they don't care about strategy. They don't care about none of that. These ball, these dudes can just flat out ball, bro. They can flat out ball, bro. That's all there is to it. These guys can hoop. Most of these guys from St. Peter's is from New York City, Jersey City. These guys are just flat-out hoopers, bro. They just hoop. That's what they do. I, like, when I watch them play, I don't even really see too much strategy, honestly. I just see a bunch of guys out there trying their hardest and hooping. 
telling you now, man, Purdue, <laughs> don't sleep on this St. Peter's team, man. Don't sleep on them. I'm telling you now. I'm telling you now. That Daryl Banks kid, telling you, special. I like him. That Banks kid is special, bro. I'm telling you now, don't sleep on them. But, you know, St. Peter's, I like this team. They just seem like a bunch of dudes that's just, they want to work hard. They want to win. They don't care what it costs. Like I told you, every game they played in, they've been overmatched. But they just seem like a bunch of hoopers with a bunch of heart. And that's all you need in this tournament is to get hot at the right time and have a bunch of heart. And that's what they got. I wouldn't be surprised they beat Purdue tomorrow. I sure wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised at all. I wouldn't be surprised at all they beat Purdue. I mean, at this point, I think Gonzaga is probably still the best team in this in this tournament. Right now, I think Gonzaga is the best team in this tournament. You can make an argument for Arizona as well, but I think Gonzaga is the best team in this tournament right now. They're going up against Arkansas, a very good Arkansas team in the SEC. SEC has had a very strong year, um, and they are really lacking in in the in the in the, the tournament right now. Like, how many SEC teams is left? Yeah, it's just one, and they came in with like seven or eight. It's one left, and that's Arkansas. Um, I just want to make sure I'm correct on that. Yeah. Yeah, they're the only one left. The ACC had this such a down year, but they still got three teams in the tournament. So it's just kind of interesting to see. We got Duke against Texas Tech, too, as well tomorrow night. And when I tell you that's going to be a physical game, I'm off on Friday and Monday for my birthday. Yeah, y'all know the deal I'm turning. You know what I'm saying? My birthday coming up and stuff like that on Monday. So I'm staying up to watch this Duke and Texas Tech game because I honestly think this could be Coach K's last game. I think Texas Tech is going to be absolutely physically imposing on Duke. And I think they, like, Texas Tech guys, they be out there playing football, bro. Like, I don't, what game was that I watched the other day ago with them? And they was Notre Dame. They were just physically imposing. They don't score a lot of points, but you ain't going to score a lot on them either because they're so physically imposing. Not going to lie, man. I think Texas Tech could really beat Duke. I really do. Then we got UCLA versus North Carolina. I think North Carolina has overachieved this year already. They should be happy to get to a Sweet 16 this year. First year coaching Herbert Davis. I mean, a month and a half ago, two months ago, we were like, are those guys even going to make the tournament? When I was off on my social media break, I did nothing but watch college basketball the whole time. Y'all remember how I talked about I don't like college basketball. So I tried to reel myself back into it. And when I was watching, that North Carolina team was struggling bad, bro. They were struggling real bad. And the fact that now they've really reeled it in, credit, we got, I give kudos to Herbert Davis, man. He did a tremendous job with this team. But I think that ends on Friday. I, I honestly think UCLA is going to win. I honestly, at this point, I think I got UCLA in my final four, too, in one of my brackets. But I think UCLA beats North Carolina and sends them home. Let's talk about Arizona and Houston. Houston's another team that's very physically imposing. I watched their game against, um, who was that against? Oh, my God, I'm drawing a blank right now. Who did they play? Who did they play? And I was like, Illinois. That's who it was. 
I watched their game against Illinois, and they dominated from start to finish, bro. That game was really never close, bro. I'm going to be honest with you. But this Arizona team they're going up against is different. I think Arizona wins this game. Michigan, a team that had a lot of hype coming into this year and actually found themselves as an 11 seed, but they still some type of way found themselves in the Sweet 16. Shout out to Jawan Howard. So happy to see him find his way into a Sweet 16 because y'all remember when he punched that dude a couple months ago, they was talking about firing that brother. And I ain't think he deserved all that, to be real with you. So I'm glad to see Jawan Howard is doing a good job and excelling at his job. Going up against Villanova, though, that's going to be a tough outing, man. That's going to be a tough outing for them. I got Villanova winning that game. We got Kansas and Providence. Kansas, number one seed, but they've showed some weaknesses. Providence has been better than expected, I think. I still think Kansas probably wins this game. Um, I think the thing for Kansas that's going to be very vital for them, I think they really have to continue to play through, and I'm going to butcher this guy's name. I think his name is like Oche Ajoba or something like that. They got to continue playing through him. And let's go to the last game in the Sweet 16. Two really teams that's probably not even supposed to be here. Iowa State and Miami. Miami is another team that I think is very physically imposing. Um, They've been tested all year. You can say the same about Iowa State, though. They're in the same division with Baylor, who was a number one seed that got knocked out. But they had a lot of players hurt. Um, Texas Tech is in their division, is um, in their conference as well. You can make an argument for that. I still think Miami is more of a physically imposing team. I don't care what nobody say. Going up, going up against them guys in the ACC in basketball ain't no joke. That's how they was able to knock off Auburn and guys like that. Because they used to that type of physicality. And, I mean, they dominated Auburn, Auburn for the most part of that game. Give me Miami in this game. Now, in the Elite Eight, that means from my predictions in the Elite Eight, we're going to see Miami and Kansas in the Midwest. We're going to see, who I said we're going to see? We're going to see Arizona and Villanova. Then we're going to see UCLA. I'll say it, St. Peter's. We're going to see UCLA and St. Peter's in the Elite Eight. And then we're going to see Texas Tech and Gonzaga. Coming out the West. That's going to be the Elite Eight by the end of this weekend. Remember I said that now. Because when it comes to fruition, y'all are like, dang, boy, Tony called it. And I'm be like, yeah, I try to tell y'all. But listen, man, this was a fun podcast. This was a fun podcast, man. I enjoyed it. I think we, I think we need a guest on next time, bro. It's been a while. What y'all think? I think it's time for a guest. I really do. I plan on bringing on a guest probably on the next podcast. But once again, if you haven't already, follow us at Talks Tea Time Podcast on IG. Then follow us on Twitter at Talks Tea Time, P as in Paul, one. Man, appreciate you guys' love and support. You guys have a safe weekend. I'm going to go ahead and say it in advance. Thank you for all the birthday wishes because my birthday is on Monday. So thank you all for all the birthday wishes as well. We received them with great energy. And once again, man, love you guys, and thank you for the support. We'll see you next week.